Alright everyone, welcome back to Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. Thank you for listening, thank you for finding the podcast today, and thank you for listening to something a little bit different than the normal podcast content. Most of the podcast, as you all know, focuses on the daily in and out results of the professional tours. But I do like to do these kind of asynchronous episodes that cover maybe evergreen topics or different kind of topics. Eventually, I would like to do book club episodes as well, but we can kind of consider this a TV club episode. Coming up on today's podcast, it is a commentary track for... Uh, new episodes of Breakpoint that have dropped this week. So, uh, it is June 23rd when we're taping this here at Aragon Productions in the studio here. And these new episodes, episodes 6 through 10 of Breakpoint, dropped on Wednesday of this week. And, um, was it Wednesday? Is today? Today's not June 23rd. Today so is June 22nd. Yes, it is. We're taping this on June 22nd. And this is a commentary track, which you're listening to. It's about the Netflix docuseries Breakpoint, which covers the professional tours. Episodes 1 through 10, the complete first season, are available now on Netflix. And that is what uh, today's commentary track is going to be about in part. Today's commentary track is uh, for episode 6, Belonging. And the description for this episode is, Nick Kyrgios makes an impact on Wimbledon's perfectly manicured courts, while Alia Tomlanovich fights to claim a place in the sport's top echelon. So this uh, episode focuses on Wimbledon, the championships 2022, and Kyrgios making the uh, finals there was obviously one of the stories of last year, and the Kyrgios-Sitsipas match was absolutely incredible, which 100% chance they're going to be getting into right now. So I look forward to talking about that and making some comments on it so here we got Kyrgios talking and he's talking about how he's not going to conform to the gentleman's code the Wimbledon tradition he says he's not really accepted and that's absolutely uh true he says if he wins Wimbledon it's like a middle finger to everyone and here we got the title break point Episode 6, Belonging. We got a wide shot of Wimbledon here. London, England. Let's find out what the deal is. We're in a car. We're riding through the village, getting into the site here, arriving on site. The stage awaits, says a uh, signboard in the back. Kyrgios is getting cleared by security to be able to enter, as is standard for everybody. Nick Kyrgios of Australia, the world number 40, the screen tells us. 
and we have Costine. Oh, I missed it. We have his girlfriend. And I do believe that is a different girlfriend than when we won the Australian Open. The first episode. If I can do it in doubles, I can do it in singles. Seems like Nick is heading to practice on court three. Especially on grass. Nick says he's one of the best players in the world on grass. That is absolutely true. We're coming. Nick Kyrgios claims he's world's best grass court player despite being ranked number 76. And now the. Now I can win a single slam. The. That's a leap for me. The pressure is not the same. So we have Andy Roddick talking again. He was a good interview in the first half of this series. I just want to shut everyone up. Kyrgios is making the claim that now that he's won in doubles, he can win in singles. Now here's Daniel Horsfall, Nick's manager, making another appearance. I'm sure he's selling his player here. Yelling at practice there is Nick, having fun. Halima, Nick's sister. I don't think I knew he had a sister. <laughs> Nick pretends he's gonna break a racket on court five in practice. I want to go out there and try and win it. So let's talk about Nick's results. And here we have a scene with Patrick Muradoglu, who the documentary identifies as Serena Williams' former coach. He has many other things. Today, Patrick is primarily known as the owner of the academy that he runs. Round 1, 128 men, 128 women. What do we got here? Who are we going to see? They're showing multiple players taking the court for their first round match, including Nadal and Djokovic. Nadal was going for the calendar Grand Slam at this point. He had won the first two majors. In 2023, when we're taping this, we actually have the third year in a row that a men's singles calendar Grand Slam attempt is alive and well. Djokovic won the first two majors in 21, Nadal did it in 22, and Djokovic did it in 23. Definitely by the time you get to Wimbledon and you have a calendar slam attempt, that's when the pressure absolutely starts to build. We are hearing from Maria Sharapova here again. As I've said before, not my favorite contributor to this series, but hopefully they uh, change that perspective of her. We're seeing an image of Alcaraz here. They call it the Cathedral of Tennis for a reason, says Carlos to the camera, sitting for an interview. We have a picture of Jabor winning a match here. She, of course, went on to make the finals. At some point, we'll get to that as the episode allows or not. Now here's a shot of Sitsipas doing his first round match. Nice forehand down the line there on the uh, ad side. Stefano Sitsipas, world number five, says the screen. Stefano 
Steph is an incredible player. I mean, now they're talking about Steph. Let's use this chance to. Uh, Patrick Moradoglu says that Steph is the model of professionalism. As we might get into here if they cover it, he lost it when he committed ball abuse by hitting a ball at a fan in the Kyrgios match at this event. So I think Moradoglu is carrying water for Sitsipas there. It's important for people to be able to call this stuff out. Just because it's a docu-series does not mean that it is neutral. The subjects on here are definitely promoting their own interests. Ooh, here's a shot of a almost naked Sitsipas getting into an ice bath, underwear only. He looks very contemplative when he's in the ice bath, which is very on-brand for him. Now we have a shot of the uh, front door to the center court facility which includes all those sweets kind of in the outer ring. We're seeing Paul Anacone here again in the interview chair. It seems like all the analysts from the first five episodes have returned. They probably filmed this all simultaneously, or the first ten episodes were probably done, filming anyway, by January of this year, and they just staggered them. For production, for post-production reasons. Now we're seeing the perfectly manicured center court. Kyrios and his girlfriend are in the empty stadium, looking at all the rows of empty seats, taking it all in. He's talking again about how he's not accepted in the tennis world. We all know about that. I've covered that previously. Go back and listen to the episode one podcast, the Breakpoint episode one commentary track that came out on this feed a little while ago. I talk about all that stuff there. I'm going to not repeat myself. I'm going to take pains to keep it fresh. So yeah, Curios is talking about what he's gone through. In the trailers that have come out for this, he's talked about how he's been in a psychiatric hospital, or how he admitted himself to a... Okay, we'll get to that. Round one, Nick Kyrgios versus Paul Jubb. Now, I remember this. He almost lost this match, Kyrgios did. This went to a fifth set, and against this guy that no one's ever heard of, Jubb. Yeah, quote this British kid, which the manager just said. Yeah, Nick absolutely would be the favorite in a situation like that. In the world, I should win pretty easy, but I've been a wild card at my home slam before, and I know what he's feeling like. Nothing to lose. Interesting how Kyrgios compares the feeling of being a wild card at your home slam to uh, himself and Paul Jubb. That would be correct. Ooh, nice serve there from, from Jubb, and Kyrgios is unable to handle it. There's another one, another big serve that Kyrgios uh, is not able to handle. He looks a little frustrated, does Kyrgios. Oh, Kyrgios hits the forehand into the net. Jubb is up 5-3. Code violation, ball abuse, warning, Mr. Kyrgios. Was that necessary? Was that needed? Says Nick. Just wandered across to have a word with Maria Chichek about something. It's a piece of language that he used. She just selfishly walks to you in the middle of the game, like because she just snipped. 
She selfishly walks to you in the middle of the game. It is customary in tennis for line judges to report abusive things to the umpire. That happened in the famous Serena Williams match. Also similar racial undertones there of uh, Lions people in white positions of power reporting to other people in those positions, you know, meaning the chair umpire, on, uh, you know, reporting on verbal abuse of, for black athletes. Nice little volley exchange there. Kyrgios gets the better of Jub. Wins the second set, 6-1. It's tied at one set apiece. Jub won the first set, 6-3 there. Kyrgios wins that third set, 7-5. He is up two sets to one. Kyrgios was a tiebreak away from victory in that fourth set, but Jub takes that fourth set, going the distance, going to a fifth set. I'm playing social and, and like, Curious <laughs> says he's playing like shit. Manage my emotions and then try and just focus on the fact that we're at Wimbledon. Let's just get through it. We're at Wimbledon. Let's just try to get through it. Jub now looking a little frazzled. Jub serving to stay in it at 5 6 in the final set. And Curious gets it done. He looks to someone in the crowd, gets that fist bump. That was probably one of the worst matches I've played in three years, and I somehow won. Interesting comment. One of the worst matches he's played in the last three years, and he won. Ooh, Kirio spits at a fan afterwards. Of one of the people disrespecting Yep. Yes. So that was deliberate to show Yes, you. I would not be doing that to someone who was supporting me. You were having a bit of a... They're showing the Kyrgios press conference now. When I think you said, you're in your 90s, you can't see the ball. I hit a ball in. Right. The old man called it out. It was in. So, so arguably, if the guy was 40, he may not have pulled that out. Do you have any sympathy with how sometimes that... Kyrgios gives great answers. In the press conference, and we'll we'll see how much of that we can get into during these episodes. But go back and listen to those press conferences that he gave at Wimbledon 2022. They're incredible. More tweets on the screen. Random people on Twitter calling, uh, cur criticizing Curios's uh, actions. Oh, now we have a clip here from Piers Morgan. Okay, good. That only lasted three seconds, so I don't have to comment anymore on that. And again, just to be blunt here, the clips that we're seeing here of British newscasts covering this, it's all old white guys covering this. So you guys know the deal. Uh, their position on Curios is not hard to uh, figure out. With, you know, British media institutions, very white, very establishment, very pro-themselves, very, you know, pro-perpetuating the tradition, which would include, you know, covering Wimbledon a certain way or protecting the quote-unquote old Wimbledon traditions. Anyway, now we're uh, 
in uh, Kyrios's, uh village house here. The players for Wimbledon time often rent houses. They don't uh, stay in hotels as much, at least uh, certain players. I see a Starbucks on the table there in the Kyrios uh, house. He's very sensitive, very fragile, you know. Where's the olive oil? And I think this is Nick's dad. I missed that subtitle a moment ago. My dad. I think he just wants me to be happy. Kyrios has got his switch. I wasn't. What's he playing on his switch? I can't see it. It was in the frame for a second, but couldn't figure it out. Now we're seeing montages of racket smashes. 2019 was the lowest point of my career. Okay, now we're getting into this. He's talking about 2019. That pressure, having that all eyes on you, expectation. I couldn't deal with it. I hated the kind of person I was. Kyrio says he hates the kind of person that he was. Abusing drugs. Lost my relationship with my family. Pushed all my close friends away. He's talking about his um, tell I was hurting, like bad life decisions, covered in substance stars. abuse, alcoholism, pushing people away in his life that uh, cared. 2019 was tough. Nick was, when, yeah, Nick was fucked. I don't really talk about it with people. Just because, like, no one really understood what was going on and no one wanted to hear about it. His manager is now crying when he said that there. Like he would okay, let's get room. into it. He'd be in tears, but I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to be here. It was just tough. That was not performative. There's no genuine way. Emotion. That was genuine emotion. If I wanted to commit suicide. Oh, I just don't know what, what happened. I've just never seen someone go through, and that's why... Curious's sister has... Oh, my God. Tears here. I get so upset when someone says like bad things about him because they don't know. Yep, this is powerful stuff. I lost at Wimbledon. I woke up and my dad was just sitting next to me on the bed and he was like full bone crying. I told him this is not the right path, mate. You know, you you've got bigger and better things to to chase, you know? He was in tears. So his dad is telling him to quit, basically? That was a big wake-up call for me. I was like, okay, I can't. Like, I can't um, Neiman's dad and Whiplash. And I ended up in a psych ward in London to figure out my problems. There's the line about Curios going to the psych ward in London. Conversation they've had in that room, no one knows. So Kyrios and his dad. Okay, give a, a man a mask and he will become his true self. That was a tattoo that was on Kyrios's left leg on the outside, below the knee. Now we're back at Wimbledon. So was that a teaser, or are they going to give into give more details on what happened there with the 2019 psychology visit? It does not appear so. 
Now we're seeing uh, various top players on the practice courts at Wimbledon. Now we're back with Alia Tomlanovic, who was a subject earlier in the season with her coach, Alessandro Bega. Let's find out what is going to happen here. I always dreamed of playing when I was a kid. Tomlanovic is talking about how much she wants to win Wimbledon. And she but made the quarterfinals at this tournament, great. which I remember from doing the research on the earlier episodes. I wasn't my best self. You so yeah, Tomlanovic is now talking about her struggles. And the they're replaying the moment she had in Australia backstage after she lost there. It has good times and bad times. She says her relationship with Berrettini has good times and bad times. We broke up because yeah. in the end, in life, we have to be happy. And that's not happening. I think it's, it's, not, it's not worth it. Matteo Berrettini, quote, it's not worth it. Keeping that relationship going. Oh, boy. It's just... You know, life, that still happens even though you're a professional athlete. Yeah, I'm just going to let that one go, but not good scenes there. Radko, Alia's dad. He's got an interesting attire. And we decided that I will be with her and help her. He looked... Alright, he says, Alia, I was using your physio. <laughs> I have to be ready for a match, right? It's not about you. He looks like... Oh, that guy that's on Fringe. John Noble. Yeah, but he stands up also for a good point. Says, says the physio, maybe? But yeah. Tomlanovich's dad looks and sounds like John Noble, who played the old scientist character on... Okay. Come on, get lost. I know you're giving me bunny ears. Tomlanovich says to her dad, and the guy, okay, John Noble was also uh, Denethor, the steward of Gondor, in the Lord of the Rings Return of the King. If you knew that, give yourself one triple T point. I just want to get that confirmation that I belong here. Now we see a rainbow. Women's round three. 32 players remain. So they kind of glossed over this, so now I can jump in and give you these scores that they did not cover. In the singles, let's find Kyrgios in the singles here. In that first round, he defeated Jub. 3-6-6-1-7-5-6-7-7-5. In the second round, Kyrgios beat a seeded player, Krajanovic. 6-2-6-3-6-1. And let's check on the women's draw for 2022 Wimbledon. So we're covering Tomlanovic and Jabor here. Sounds good to me. Jabor beat Bjorklund 6-1-6-3 and Kawa 6-4-6-love in the first two rounds. She opened with two qualifiers. That's about as good as it gets. Meanwhile, in other parts of the draw, 
Let's find Tomlanovich. Is she here? There she is. She beat Teichman 6263, a seated player. She beat Harrison 6262. Then, as we're listening to here, I'm assuming, if it's the third round, she beat uh, Krejcikova 2664-63, who had won the French Open the previous season. Well done, Alia, someone tells her. Now she's posing for a selfie with someone. And someone opens up the door. She walks into that building, away from the fans. Now we're backstage. Kyrgios is on his... Oh no, is that's uh, Tomlanovich's dad, okay. Tomlanovich's dad is on his iPad doing something. I have to find hotel. I don't care. She cannot fire me. I'm her father, so... It's not that I didn't believe that she could win this match. I just want to save her money. She will freak out if she has to move. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. No, but you're t like I'm not in the mood. Like, are you are you kidding me? No, but for real. No, like, I'm not no. moving again. No, you're not moving. I, I will buy the hotel. No, no. <laughs> Tomlanovich looks pissed, and her dad comes over to give her a hug, and that does not improve her mood. She did not want that hug. I know you guys are joking. I'm not even upset. No, I'm not joking. No, no. I mean, now she's smiling. Now she's not smiling. I'm offended. Like, yes. Third round. Did he? Really not, maybe when parents jerk you around, that irritates me. Shout out to mom if you're listening. Shout out to dad if you're listening. You cannot fire me. If you're not paying someone, you cannot fire him, right? If you're not. <laughs> oh boy. This is the uh, not even. This is not even going to be the most controversial parent. Uh, player relationship of the subjects covered in this podcast or in this episode of the Netflix show. Oh, now we're jumping back around. Now we're backwards to the men's round two. Got a shot of Djokovic here for some reason. Oh, he's playing Kokonakis, that's why. Kokonakis is a subject. Yeah. Joke. Oh, here's a... Here's Kyrgios' win over Krajanovic that I just mentioned in straight sets over a seeded player who's good on fast courts. Krajanovic is a former uh, indoors Paris semifinalist a few years ago. Yes, round three. Kyrgios versus who? I, hmm, I wonder who he's going to play. Let's find out. We're withholding the information here. Oh, look. It's going to be Stefano Tsitsipas. What a surprise. I can't wait. If they got good footage here, this could be the highlight of the entire 10-episode order of the show. So just if anyone who's listening to this doesn't know or doesn't remember or needs a refresher... <laughs> that audience reaction is incredible. Just reflexive booing when they hear the, the word Kyrios. But there's definitely there's definitely racial undertones to Sitsipas taking on Kyrios, and that includes recent comments he made in the last week or two, June 2023, about basically equating uh, Kyrios to an NBA player and equating that to black culture and equating that to being uncultured. 
So definitely racist stuff there from Sitsipas. And yes, I am going to get into this kind of stuff. Because it plays a part in the press conference after the upcoming match here. Sitsipas. Oh my god. Do we have to get into this? Okay, so again, now we have an almost naked Sitsipas talking about, oh, all the stuff that I made. I made this song. Oh my god. Yeah. The whole Sitsipas brand is kind of gross to me. He's a very fake guy. He's a very kind of fake, fake hippie type of uh, brand. He plagiarizes quotes and passes them off as his own. He says a bunch of platitudes that might appear to be deep at first glance, but when you go deep, it becomes shallow. Or he, he does actions that do not match up with the quotes that he posts. He's like a faith healer. He's like a, f you know, he's like a sham, he's like a joke in his kind of personal brand, in my opinion. That's totally separate from his, you know, tennis ability. But his off-court brand is uh, shaman-type stuff, which I uh, I view quite uh, pejoratively. He probably doesn't. Sitsa Pass probably works harder than Kyrgios does. Yeah. So part of the whole vibe of this match was... Sitsa Pass felt like Kyrgios didn't deserve it. Okay, so here we have Chris Everett, three-time Wimbledon champion. Okay, what are we going to hear from Chris Everett? I'm interested to see that. Interesting. Tomlanovic and Everett are sitting on a bench at Wimbledon having a conversation here. In your career, because you haven't sustained that level for three sets in a row, and yeah. you haven't closed as well. Yeah, you're just a late bloomer. <laughs> At least I'm a bloomer. <laughs> I rely. Yeah, whenever it criticized her there or was honest with her, Tomlanovich's eyes averted the camera. There, interesting. That meant it was a moment of truth. Everett goes in for the hug, and Tomlanovich returns the hug, unlike... Look at us. Where's my daughter? I, I didn't have a daughter. I had three sons. <sighs> Alright. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you later. Okay. Alright. Shout out to Chris Everett, by the way. The last Doing well post-cancer diagnosis. The mental part. Like, she wasn't hungry enough, or she didn't want it enough. Uh-oh. Come on, Chris. You gotta stay away from those John McEnroe platitudes of she didn't want it enough. Women's round four. Sixteen players remain. Gee, I wonder what happens next. Now we're hearing again from uh, Courtney Wynn, the tennis writer. You're always waiting for that moment where she figures it out and she doesn't crack. Courtney's wearing a different outfit, looks a little bit different, so maybe this, these hits were filmed a couple months later than the uh, previous hits. She's playing Cornet here. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, she did. She had a good run that year. And she's uh, 
one of the older players that's consistently, you know, doing these majors at the moment. Oh, that's a great on-the-run backhand passing shot around the net post winner. She's so aggressive. Ah, couldn't handle that one. I'm in so much trouble. Tomlanovich's dad is looking on. He looks a little bit concerned. I'm just going to call him Denethor. He looks just like him. Cornet wins that first set, but Tomlanovich is going to come back to win here because she makes the quarters. Tomlanovich has got the towel over her head on the changeover in between sets. There hasn't been as much curious talk as I thought there would be. There's only 12 minutes left in the episode, and they haven't even gotten to the meat of his story yet. Kind of surprising. Maybe they're going to do that for the last 10 minutes to keep viewers tuned in for the whole episode. I don't know. I'm surprised that the psych ward line took up 10 seconds of this episode and it was featured so heavily in the promotional material I guess the point there is you don't want to give it all away for free and in movie trailers and the like through the years the trailer scene can kind of be an unconsequential moment in the finished film we're seeing a volley exchange here uh, Cornet could not handle that volley. Comes up short. Tomlanovich gaining the really upper hand here. Just feeling the moment. See, now we have slightly more relaxing music. As a viewer, that tells me what to feel, and that tells me where the match is going. <sighs> Sound design 101. It's so basic, you might not even need it. Alright, Tomlanovich is the winner. Comes back from a set down to beat Cornet. That's a bad question. Are you all right? Gonna have to extend that hotel room stay for another two days. Tough moments this year. I thought, you know, am I ever gonna get a chance again? I've never felt that emotional after a win. Interesting. Sometimes it can just overtake you. Oh my god. This is like emotional even thinking about it. Well done, ladies and gentlemen. Ila Tomlanovich. Yeah. It felt, I mean, the best feeling I've had in years on a tennis court. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Hannah, Alia's sister. We see a FaceTime uh, exchange I'm here. I'm not surprised that she performed like she performed. I knew that she's in good place. Denethor says he always believed. Position that she will do the right things. 
By the way, do we have a room? <laughs> That's good. She's got a weird circle thing on the back of her iPhone case. Looks like she's got an iPhone 13 Pro. Hi, Chrissy. She's got a weird thing on it. Maybe it's like to attach to something or to mount to something. Or it could be some athletic app thing to measure her heart rate or something. Now Tomlanovich is uh, stomach on the ground, getting a post-match workup. Now we're hearing from Everton. Now you have to go to ice bath. Why do I have to go to the ice bath? Because we decided. Yeah, but why would I go? I never go. Yeah, yeah, but you never played like this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You only go to the ice bath when you win. Okay then, whatever. Men's round three. 32 players remain. Is this going to be multiple episodes or what? Because I don't, I don't know what the other episodes cover. I assumed this is... Okay. Okay, now they're going to talk about it. Okay, time to focus in on this match. The Clash of Cultures. There's a great woman. Steph's the type of player who dedicates everything... Sits is practicing a couple feet away from, like, a bunch of sagebrush. Sounds like something out of the Dalles. In sport, you want to see two or it looks like something. At each other and you want to see their different styles of tennis. Kyrgios saying the contrast to styles is what makes tennis Steph great. He would be correct in that. His uh, emotional state is very high. So now you the uh, people on the camera here Super are setting up the contrast high, between Sitsipas and Kyrgios for the people, the Obviously, viewers that do not know who they are. Favorite of the rank. <laughs> Sitsipas says that he's considered the favorite. No one wants to play me. Whatever. That's a good feeling. When you feared, fear lasts longer than love. <laughs> he has brought that NBA. Fear lasts longer than love. That is going in the episode description. I gotta type that out. Fear lasts longer than love. But you know, tennis is a gentleman's sport. It's all about respect. See, tennis is a gentleman's sport. Vaguely racist. This job is about dealing with pressure at the highest level. So if Nick wants to become a top champion and win Grand Slams, he will have to learn to deal with it, which is something he has never done before. Kyrgios got his game face on, about to go out on the court. Two players walking right next to each other's. Two walking next to each other. Big crowd cheer when they come out. Since pass has got a clean shaven look in this episode. I think in 2023 he's gone with more of the bearded look. Alright, here it comes. The blockbuster. Kyrgios hits a backhand cross-court just wide into the doubles alley. Again, they're not really showing what's happening in the match like from an analytical perspective. They're just showing points. How does that help me, you know? If I don't know tennis, how am I supposed to feel about what I'm seeing? Are these good points? You know, what? Five to four for Sitsipas. 
Kyrgios ball called out, corrected to good. Yeah, Kyrgios wants the point. Not a good call. saying, well, I had a great return there. Now I've got to return a first serve. Oh no, maybe it was an out call on the late call on the serve. I kind of me messed that up. Just like Damien Dumasois. Anyway, moving on. He's got one line to call, bro. Sets pass won that first set, 7 6. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on the stuff that I've commented on before. I've, I've spoken before about what I think the whole song and dance routine on the court means. No need to restate that here. Again, go back and listen to the episode 1 commentary to get my armchair quarterbacking. Oh, there's the underarm serve. And, uh, uh, or the between the legs serve. Uh, not going to rewind. Sitsipas is not happy that uh, he's losing to a guy who's playing in an ungentlemanly fashion. Ooh. He kept putting his towels on my box. That's very nice of Sitsipas to say the gentleman has put his towel in my section. The gentleman, that's good. Coming out of my opponent that day. Nick always complains, oh, you pick on me, you pick on me. He gets away with so much. Kyrgios wins that second set. Sets a pass is absolutely pissed. Uh huh. He let his buttons be pressed. That's part of the game. Default? Default or not? Default or not? Because if that's me, you're fucking defaulting me. He's hit a ball on the fucking crowd. It did. That's a Kyrgios just said that quote there. Sitsipas probably should have been defaulted. Yeah. The umpire's lost control. This is serious. He just lost attention. And if he gets none of that, that's complete destruction. Sitsipas not taking responsibility for his actions there. What is going on? Kyrgios has lost it. And Sitsipas is losing it as well. I'm not playing until we get to the bottom of it. Absolutely ridiculous. We're at Wimbledon here. And unfortunately, we're losing control. How the hell is this one going to shake out? And they're going to end it there? That's dumb. That's ridiculous. So it's a set apiece, and they cut the episode right there. Like, I don't get that decision editorially. This is Netflix. This is not like a broadcast show where you want them to come back the next week. I mean, obviously you want them to watch the next episode, but that's on Netflix. Like, they already paid the, we already paid the money, right? Why not just keep it in a self-contained episode? That would be a better editorial decision. Or, uh, uh, or why not just delay it 
and cover the whole match in the next episode. I, I, I don't get that at all. That was not a good cut. Like, that's that. Let me think if that affects my score. This episode was pretty good. This is probably an eight, eight out of ten episode. But man, that was that smash cut there at the end was dirty, dirty, dirty. Yikes. All right. Well, that's the commentary for episode six, belonging. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. This has been Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. Thank you for listening all the way to the end, and we will do this again next time for Episode 7.